Hey there, and welcome to episode number 139 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we had the chance to talk to Matt Redman again. Always super great wisdom. In this one, we talk about his new album, Glory Song, some thoughts on worship leadership today, uh, what he's been doing in Southern California lately, um, and really the importance of connecting with other worship leaders outside of our own context for our own personal growth. So here we go. Episode number 139 of the Church Collective Podcast. Yeah, so um, the album's called Glory Song, and where that comes from is actually a route an old book talking about um, various revivals that happened and there was one time and they were on this train and so many people in the community had become Christians they started singing a spontaneous song and they called it a glory song and I love that title my wife pointed it out to me and but I also like what it says in terms of where we're at with worship these days you know and so I sing that on this record you know where um, did we lose the awe of God where is all the reverence gone Lord come restore the glory song yeah. and there's something about that journey um, we're all on trying to point a little bit higher trying to paint a little bit of a bigger picture and really honor God through our songs and it's the hardest thing to do but it's the most important thing to do so I hope there's elements of that on the record and um, when it comes to music uh, we got to record this at Castle Studios in LA and put in a slightly different team to normal and one of the ideas was to reach out to some friends like Tasha Cobbs Leonard, who obviously is ministering in a whole different sphere to me, yeah. uh, has a whole different approach, but there's a lot of love and respect in the mix there, and, and so we wrote together and recorded together, and we kind of went in that direction a bit with this record, yeah. the gospel choir, some other guests like Yara shared, and um, it was kind of important to me to think, you know, sometimes we've got all the different streams of the church, uh, and you know, there not, might not be a lot of enmity between the streams, but there's often not much effort either. Sure. You know, to kind of work together, worship together, write together. So that that was a distinctive for me on this record, was trying to do that a little bit more. Yeah. Can you, you speak to maybe some encouragement for worship leaders that are, that are listening and how, how can we do a better job kind of getting out of our own church walls and, and trying to connect with other worshipers? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing because I notice in England it happens a little more naturally. Hmm. Um, we're a smaller nation, there's less Christians. And so what happens sometimes when you're trying to reach a town, you, you, you don't have a big worship team for yourself, it's maybe just you on your own. Sure. And then, you, and, you know, and then you tend to reach out out of necessity a bit more um, because you kind of need each other. Yeah. Um, and what I notice in America is a little bit different. There's a lot of bigger churches, and my perspective would be, and I might be wrong, but sometimes the bigger a church is, the less you need to reach out. You know, you can do a whole lot more yourself, and you get quite an extensive team, Um, and and particularly, you know, when you do reach out, you might just reach out to people who are more like you, you know, do things how you do them. Yeah, that's fair. And I think one of the key things for unity and a blessing when it comes to creativity is to reach out to people of a whole different um, approach to you. Um, you know, in the last year in England, I got to meet some Greek Orthodox guys and, um, you know, did an event with some uh, 7,000 Catholic youth in Wembley Arena. And, uh, you know, and then I've been in real kind of Pentecostal environments. And I, I, I love that. It's a privilege because um, everywhere you go, even though you, you're probably not going to agree with anything, there might be a few things you disagree with, you're probably going to walk away learning something about 
something they did, one approach they took, or a piece of liturgy, or yeah. um, some team dynamic. You know, I, I, I think it's a wonderful way to learn. I think God probably smiles on it too. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any um, any stories that might pop to mind as you were doing this album and like reaching out to people who are, you know, out of the norm for your musical comfort zone? Maybe like, do you have any anything to share in there? Yeah. So going back to Tash Cobbs Leonard, um, yeah, she we we met at an event and there was you know a lot of mutual respect I think for what each other were doing, and so she reached out and said, "Could you uh, look to myself and Jonas Marin? Do you want to come?" right with me for this record and we talked about it before but I was delighted it was actually happening and um, you know she said you know I feel like you you guys in the street in the church you're, you're almost off and in you got something in terms of really trying to go after depth and lyric and stuff and, but we've got something you do too yeah. something about this free flowing high praise you know just get taking it to another level in this moment and I would agree with her and so um, just the thought was that we'd be, you know, we'd, there's a lot of um, love and respect in the equation. Let's try and create some music together and hopefully we can strengthen each other and sharpen each other and encourage each other along the way. And so we had a couple of days and um, some of those songs obviously ended up on her record, but then I took one for my record too. Sure. We both recorded called Grace Street Broken and she's singing with me on that and a little gospel choir in the mix too. And I just love it because I think that song wouldn't have got into that shape or anything near that uh, without this partnership and without um, both of us having a heart for collaboration. Yeah. We were talking earlier, we're, we were wondering, where, where are you living these days? Are you living in the UK or are you living in the States right now? Well, I'm actually in California right now. Um, we had a sabbatical over here last year, went straight into making the record, and then we decided to, to stay a little bit bit longer with you so huh? uh, um right now it's actually a very cold week in england i'm told and i'm very blessed to be in the california sun but i uh, but i've loved actually being in this area there's a lot of resource there's a lot of great churches and even in making this record there's one night uh, we had 140 singers come in uh, for lots of different churches saddleback and mariners and yeah. lots of great churches around um uh orange county here and just it was wonderful getting all these worship leaders in a room together and singing a heartfelt. That's great. What's God been, uh, I guess, teaching you lately, uh, Matt? I know we talked about this last time a little bit too, but I'm always interested in seeing like what what's God been stirring in your heart. What's He been teaching you through? Like, you know, are you reading stuff that's inspiring you? What scriptures really like resonating with you lately? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I I think one of the things has been um, just this whole area of brokenness. You know, the older I get, the more I go on the Christian walk, sometimes I realize more and more the areas I'm, I need to go in and the areas I, you know, I need to get get better in. You know, and I, I find myself 43 years old and I just, I want to be the best husband I can be, the best friend I can be, the best father I can be. Yeah. Because sometimes if you're not careful, all you're trying to do is become the best musician you can be or songwriter or something. But, um, and just been thinking a lot about that word brokenness again, you know, um, just the psalmist makes it clear, you know, that sometimes the kind of offering that God's never going to turn away, the God offering that he desires is, is that, has a broken 
seeing the equation. You know, contrite and spirit and you know, brokenness. And so we got a on the record called Gracefully Broken. Mm. Uh, and the more I think about it, you know, in worship, brokenness is always going to be in the equation. When it comes to surrender, that's an important part of surrender. Um, but but what I love is um, that the way God works in our lives is always with 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 grace. There's never any helplessness to it. There's never any. Uh, there's always purpose in the mix. There's always kindness. Never harshness. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I guess uh, don't even know if I'm saying it as succinctly as I can. But I've been thinking about brokenness and worship and what that means. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're so prone to pretend that we've got it all together. Sure. Sometimes, um, you know, we want to project strength, but actually, God, uh, He likes us being real and raw and owning up where we need to go and uh, and offering ourselves in surrender, which is going to mean an element of brokenness. Hmm. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We'll catch you on the flippity flip.